This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Jerry Peters and First Class Mortgage. Our expertise, your peace of mind. Visit us at firstclassmortgage.com. Now, here's Jupe and Vigo. Good evening and welcome to a special GPL podcast, episode number 174. Well, Viggs, um, this is not what we planned. It's a Saturday night. Um, we should be in uh, just finishing up a Big Ten semifinal right now. Um, a couple other leagues will be play- would have been playing their you know their their weekend series to see who goes to like you know the NCHC tournament or ECAC. Um, but, uh, that all came crashing down really quick after our podcast, um, on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, things started happening so quickly, you know, with the, with the Utah jazz and the player testing positive, and then all the decisions right on the table with the basketball tournaments. And I think, you know, big 10 commissioner, Kevin Warren stepped forward and said, really, in the best interest of our students, this is something we need to take care of right now. And, you know, the big thing right now is to, to flatten the curve and, and try to nip this thing as best as we can. Can you remember a crazier time in sports? No. I mean, this is this is not even close. I know. You know it's you, just crazy. You saw the, the game stories about when Baltimore played in front of empty crowds because of uh, police violence um, and and things like that. And you see games in Europe where there's hooliganism that forces or racism that forces them to play yeah. in front of empty buildings. But something like this, uh, just nothing in my memory that can compare. Yeah, I, I would say once the NCAA basketball tournament was shut down, um, oh, yeah, that was kind of it. It, well, it, it, felt, it, it was to me like the Big Ten was kind of leading the push on these things. They were until the very end, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, everyone's like, is the Big Ten going to cancel their tournament? Is the Big Ten going to cancel their tournament? It was, they eventually did because everyone else did. But well, they actually, well, now that I think about it, they never really did cancel their tournament. I think they just knew that the NCAA was going to come in and cancel everything. And once that happened, they're like, yep, we're not having a tournament. So <laughs> it's <laughs> like, because it, it was a good couple hours. We we're all kind of waiting Thursday afternoon, just waiting for the hammer to drop. Because all the other tournaments were, you know, all of a sudden canceling, 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 and then there was just this big silence for a couple hours around the lunchtime hour. Uh, where's the Big Ten? They're still scheduled to play. What's going on? And it's almost like they just knew it was coming from the NCAA, and they just kind of waited it out. I think we were all joking that the Big Ten forgot they had a hockey conference. Ooh, that is true because they did cancel basketball in the morning, and then he'd see he'd look at it in the afternoon. I'm like, going, "Hello, dude, really?" Well, it sounded to me after listening to Mark Coyle talk that their number one concern was making sure that their teams didn't leave campus mm-hmm. to go to games and that they could get everyone home. So I think that was really where the priority was for them. You know, the games were far enough out where they didn't have to rush to announce that part of it. So I think the wheels were already in motion, even though they didn't make the announcement. 
unlike a few teams uh, around the country, I mean, you had Colorado College on a bus heading to North Dakota. You had Michigan Tech almost to the Twin Cities here on their way to Mankato. And they had to just stop and turn around and go home. Yep, and that's the benefit of having a charter. <laughs> that you don't have to take those long bus rides. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty pretty amazing. It's it's hard for these players, I think, to, to come to grips with it in the best interest. You know, I'm sure they wanted to keep playing, but... Uh, it's just a responsibility that is bigger than sport. It, it, that is true. Um, and, and it seems like, you know, right at first, you know, the NCAA says, hey, we're canceling everything. And so that's going to be pretty much the case for the winter sports. It's not coming back. We're done. There's going to be no champions. Play is over. Um, but it does sound like they might be kind of walking back some of their spring sports a bit, giving it uh, a little bit of time to uh, – May hey, let's see how that goes. Maybe like baseball or softball and and the like may come back in a month or so. Well, I think it's so hard to tell what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. I think everybody's trying to take a pause here mm-hmm. and look at April first as kind of the date when you reassess where we're at as a country and and what's the best decision going forward because you can see that some countries who really take it seriously like south korea and china you know they've had dips back down where they're not seeing very many new cases but in the u.s you know we're just getting started i I think i saw in new york we're already up to 613 cases Um, if that's the trend for the rest of the country uh, you know this could be something where you know we're looking at what's going to happen next year yeah, and we got Eastsider asking, have they announced anything for eligibility for winter sports? I'm thinking that's it's a moot point. We were into playoffs for winter sports. Um, there, I don't see or anticipate any uh, eligibility changes. I could well, see there, it. I there mean, were some talks of granting really? a super. Oh, I think you just muted yourself, Figs. I think there were some discussions coming out about giving a super senior eligibility to some of these teams where, you know, they wanted to extend the opportunity. But I think for coaches, that gets really complicated. You know, for hockey, you already have the delayed enrollment mm-hmm. piece. It's very rare to redshirt players. You know, the finances for taking on a couple extra hockey players for a lot of programs. Uh, you know, the, the sore students who don't get that opportunity to play that next year. I think it just is too big of an issue to introduce, especially for hockey. I could see something like football where that would make sense, but not not for a sport like hockey. Yeah, it's it's just not going to work. And, and you know, we're, we this weekend we were hoping you know Minnesota could stay alive, beat Penn State. Uh, you know, coming in it was it was starting to look promising because you know Penn State hadn't played in a long time. Uh, their last game was Minnesota three weeks ago. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, we're, they're taking away the fans. This is looking even better for Minnesota. And then, you know, all of a sudden, it's just kind of ripped out from underneath of Vigs. And you look at uh, seniors that, you know, Zulsdorf and Nanny who played more. And then a lesser point, uh, oh, is it Munson? Uh, Maroney. Maroney, yes. I thought I knew it was, played oh, yes. really well this year yeah, for them. Yeah, he did. When you know, he did it seemed play. like in previous years, I think we talked about this the week before, he'd have a tendency to take bad penalties or to get overly aggressive on the forecheck and put himself out of position. But I thought he played really well this year as a, as a role player who could chip in some hard shifts when they needed them. 
And, and then if you look over on the women's side, Viggs, they were further along. They were ready for a, a semifinal, or not semifinal, a quarterfinal weekend. You know, like the, the women, they had Ohio State coming in here. Uh, Wisconsin was ready to make another run. Uh, they were even further into their playoffs, and they had it taken, taken out right from me, beneath them as well. Yeah, it's hard to see. You know, that team has so much talent, and once you get to this point of the year, it's really a toss-up who can win those games. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be tough for them as well because that's probably their big, big stage. You know, if they're not going to be Olympians, uh, that's that's pretty crushing to lose. Boy, is it. I mean, and then um, a lot of people, I guess, I'm guessing a lot of people around this area are happy since North Dakota has been number one most of the season. They're, they're happy that uh, uh, the pairwise champions, North Dakota, are not going to have a chance in another title. Uh, but then, um, you know, we've both spoken and, and been around Mike Hastings down in Mankato. He had built a wonderful team down there this year. This was kind of their year to make a, you know, a stamp in the, in the NCAA playoffs, maybe make it to a Frozen Four. And if above all the teams, I feel mostly bad for them because this was their year. Yeah, they had really put together a lot of pieces. They had players turn down pro contract opportunities to be back for this. And it seemed like maybe they had enough to get them over the hump this year and win a playoff game. And it would have been fun to watch. Uh, they probably would have had to do it on the road at someone's building this year again, but mm -hmm. uh, it was an opportunity. Yeah, so that's that's a big unfortunate part too. And then, you know, we've got the the whole logistics of, you know, what's planned. You know, Detroit had a frozen floor planned here, Viggs. Um, I'm guessing that Detroit will likely get the next available one, um, which is, uh, I believe, 2023, um, or, or I think it's close to that. And then maybe they could just kind of shift the regionals out to the end after next year's regionals. I mean, that seems what makes sense. I don't know if they're going to – you think they'll actually rebid some of these things? It's really hard to know, and I think that's why it's not very clear what the plan is going forward because mm -hmm. you have a lot of these groups and schools that bid in sequential order for when they have staffing available. Mm -hmm. Like I know the University of Minnesota, you know, they scheduled a bunch of their bids the last couple of years based on hosting a, a Frozen Four, uh, the, the Final Four basketball, the wrestling event this year, trying to get other regionals around. So there's a lot of planning that goes into these things and syncing up the timelines. And I think that's why we're not hearing any <laughs> kind of long-term planning for the NCAA regionals. Yeah, we, it, it might be a little while. <laughs> I, you know, I could, I see the frozen four just, you know, we've got two other, I believe, oh boy. Um, I believe they're back in Pittsburgh next year. And maybe, was it, boy, I can't remember who the other team was after that, but, uh, um, they hadn't gone out too far. So I'm thinking Detroit will probably get a nice break here and it'll be kind of pushed the end. Those regionals are different thing. Yep, Boston, you're correct there, Frozen Four. It's uh, Boston. So, you know, you've got Pittsburgh in 21, Boston 22. I'm thinking you, know, you really have to give, you know, Detroit in 23. It's far enough out. They could probably, you know, handle all that. The regionals next year are already set, Feegs. They hadn't gone out any further than that. Um, so maybe they can swap 2020, you know, regionals with 2022. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. There's just a, it's just kind of a big mess right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big mess. And I think NCAA hockey doesn't quite know what they want to do with their regional play in their tournament. 
because there was a lot of talk. I know Tom McGinnis was one of the guys pressing for some campus sites for first-round games and trying to get some momentum on it nationally, and that just didn't catch any fire out east, and those programs really resisted going to that kind of format. But I think something we might see, especially as times are uncertain here in the years ahead. Well, I'm seeing a couple questions in the Mixler chat, but before we get to some of those questions, let's hear from our sponsor. There has never been a better time to buy or refinance. So call Jerry Peters of First Class Mortgage in Maple Grove for all your mortgage needs. Interest rates are at a near all-time lows and property values are on the rise. Lower your interest rate and remove monthly PMI at the same time to save thousands of dollars. Or, you know, you could use the equity in your home for debt consolidation or home improvements. The spring housing market is going to be hot, so make sure you're prepared by getting a pre-approved letter from Jerry Peters before you start shopping. Mention you heard about him on the GPL podcast and receive a $300 closing credit. Some restrictions do apply. Call Jerry at 612-940-3291 or visit firstclassmortgage.com to fill out a free application. Jerry's NMLS number is 480200. First Class Mortgage's NMLS number is 322842. This is not an offer to lock in an interest rate agreement under Minnesota law. First Class Mortgage is an equal housing lender. So I'm just kind of looking at Twitter right now, Viggs, and uh, someone's, you know, hockey fans kind of wanting, doesn't Tampa have 2023? And actually, we know that we hear that quite a few schools, or I should say arenas, are bidding for, you know, 2023, 24, and 25. Um, I think even that's going to be put on hold with the Detroit thing here. Uh, I, I think they should be the next school, or not necessarily next school, next arena. And then we'll see what happens after that. I mean, I think that's the most fair. Um, and like you said, the, the, the schools and Nancy DeBlay trying to figure out the regionals, maybe we'll see a new thing come in 2022 and, you know, just kind of finish out 21 and, Maybe change it up. Who knows? Yeah, it's hard to know. I think people do get excited for the regional in Tampa Bay is or the Frozen Four in Tampa Bay is an option. Yes. But I I think it's everything's gonna be on hold here for a little while until they decide, you know, what is the plan going forward long term. So we'll see what's gonna happen. I don't think we'll hear anything soon. You know, the way that these bids have been announced in the past it takes a while. They have to go to these conventions oh, yes. and ratify them and certify them, and it uh, will take a while. And, and it's also going to take a while because everything stopped. When yeah, you got, when you, got you have right an now. NCAA basketball tournament, which is the biggest moneymaker from the NCAA of any other uh, sport, um, that's taken away. That, that That's going to be the NCAA's first priority, bar none. It's going to be NCAA men's tournament, women's tournament. And then you know, the rest of the sports will kind of be put on a back burner. Yeah, I mean, there's no recruiting that's supposed to be happening right now. You know, n- no even practices or development or strength training. You know, the players are supposed to be on their own isolating and just trying to keep this thing from going any further. <sighs> I it's it's just a big mess, Feeks. <laughs> I mean, that's like, Although, I mean, it it's just you, a big mess. It makes me laugh though a little bit some of the stuff you see on Twitter, like I know Ryan Stanzel said that uh, the UST campus is a lot busier than finals with all the parties going on. 
<laughs> well, I, you know, I was just at, I was at my girlfriend's house in Belle Plaine earlier today, and you know, she was disappointed that all of the the official St. Patrick's Day, you know, things happen on the Saturday before, or or as close to St. Patrick's as they can get. You know, all that stuff had been canceled. But when I drove through town, uh, the people didn't cancel it. The people were still all over the place, walking the streets, out in the bars. So people aren't really. Uh, <laughs> they're not isolating themselves this weekend as far as I can see. No, it doesn't seem like it. And uh, <laughs> I've been to a Costco or two this week. And oh, it's been, boy. <laughs> it's been very hectic there. So we will see how this all works out. It's it's, it's hard not to, to think about the possibilities of what we'll see once there's a little bit more testing. Uh, hopefully... Minnesota is kind of on the trailing edge of some of these things. Most of the cases are um, directly linked to, to travel and direct contact, and it's not the community transmission that we've seen in other parts of the country yet. Yet, <laughs> but it's hard to it's hard to know until we get some of these drive through clinics where people can get tested if they're concerned. Uh, we won't really know. Yeah, and and then you know, I would say the state high school league may have gotten lucky. You know, this happens a week earlier, and it's during the the boys' high school hockey tournament. Uh, that would have been a cluster. Well, even with the boys' basketball tournament well underway, they were kind of slow on making these decisions. As all these other institutions were shutting down their seasons and getting their teams home, I saw a bunch of high school teams on campus going to the PAV, going to Williams Arena, and there were big crowds for these things. Those were definitely over 250 people. And the weird thing about that, it was it's similar to the NCAA or the men's uh, Big Ten basketball tournament. These tournaments already started. They were playing games. They completed games, and it's like it was killed right in the middle. Yeah, I know. I was on campus thinking, oh, maybe I'll go check out the go for hockey practice on Thursday, you know, see what's going on, make sure everybody's still healthy. I know uh, Bryce Brodzinski had to get screened for pneumonia the previous weekend, so I wanted to see how he was looking. He was playing with Sammy Walker and Blake McLaughlin, wanted to see if he was back to full speed, and they were kind of hanging around wondering if their season was going to get canceled because I know Bob Motzko was getting some conversations in the morning don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, you know, and you said, just mentioned in the Mixler chat, you know, even some of the youth teams were at the rinks getting ready to play and they were canceled. So, yeah, yeah. The state Bantam and Pee Wee, which is a big event. I know Minnesota hockey had made a deal to stream the games for free to try to keep people away from the rinks. But really I think these administrators just get to these situations and they think, is it really worth it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I was feeling really good about this weekend too, Vegas. I mean, <laughs> I was feeling good this weekend I mean, too. I thought I it was going to be a great weekend for yeah, Minnesota. You know, and then we learned that the crowd's not going to be there, but I was feeling good long before that. Um, I think the team had started putting it together. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that Friday game really woke them up and the players kind of really changed their attitude for those, uh, those last two games against Notre Dame. Um, and uh, who would have thought, I mean, how many teams just won their last game of the season and that's it, Viggs. Yeah. I think we've seen Bob Motzko really get a hold of his teams the last two years where in the second half, 
they really find a spark and they they start playing the right system that he wants them to be implementing on the ice. I think we've seen discipline improve the last couple of years in terms of turnovers. I think if this team would have figured out their power play a little bit earlier in the season, oh, you know, they would have been really dangerous the second half. So we were just kind of just going to be kind of handling, you know, this week and, you know, what happened this week and the craziness. Um, the, the, the plan is here is on Wednesday night will be our finale of the GPL podcast for this season. And uh, we're going to look forward to next season then. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of positives and stuff, so we're going to have a lot to talk about. But, you know, tonight we're going to keep it a little shorter. And, and we're just kind of talking about the craziest week we've ever seen in sports. I mean, <laughs> uh because it, it's not just college hockey. It's all of college sports. It's all of pro sports. And, you know, I even heard some people earlier this week, Vig, saying, oh, can't they just pick it up again? And, and yeah, yeah, you could do that in the pro leagues because that's their job. But NCAA is just a different beast. You know, if it gets canceled, uh, that's kind of it. You can't do a lot of shuffling. Well, and these kids are going to have to figure out their academics here in a couple of weeks. You know, the U of M campus extended spring break a couple days here, but they're going to be trying to figure out that side as well and and figure out the rest of their academic calendar. It's going to be an interesting time, and even with the NHL and the NBA and things, if they do pick up, you know, it's hard to pick up right from zero again. We're talking about Penn State having to deal with a couple off weeks. Yeah, You know, we're going to have a lot of teams out there coming off a complete off weeks without practice. We got Sky Umala, our boy, uh, asking about does Caulfield for Wisconsin bolt? Um, Because Turcotte Miller just did today. I don't know where they're going. I'm not sure what the hurry was. Maybe they just wanted to get out of get out of Dodge and get out of how that season ended. Well, it'd be but, nice to get a signing bonus so you can yeah. get away with the next couple of weeks here and figure out your life a little bit better. Uh, I think Caulfield wants to turn pro. Whether or not Montreal allows him to, uh, we'll see. You know, I think if he were to go pro, he'd be better off in Laval than in Montreal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll have to see, though. I mean, what is Wisconsin? Oh, we could talk about that, I guess. I don't want to get too much into the, the future here. Um, cause you leave some to talk about Wednesday night, but, uh, uh what are you going to write about now, Viggs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking about that. Like what are all the athletic, you know, they're, they're all about sports. How do you cover a world where there's no sports happening and everybody's kind of on hold? There's only so many features you can do about, you know, how people heard about the day that yeah. the season was canceled and what they're doing here in this off time to, to get by. And so it'll be interesting. I know that they had an all staff meeting for the athletic this week and try to come up with what they were going to do going forward. Uh, but it's, it's an interesting time. I think it's going to be all NFL for them. They're just going to be focusing in on free agency and the draft. And then obviously not a great week for the athletic, all the sports shutting down. And then obviously the, the, the terrible story with Chad, yeah, Chad had to say goodbye to his daughter. Um, Thirteen this week. days old. Ugh, just it that's, just makes you sick. That's uh, really too bad. Yeah, it's just a it's a, it's a tough thing all around, and it's uh, kind of puts things into perspective. You know, we're complaining about people maybe getting sick, and then uh, 
Right. Just it's just tough all around, you know. He's getting a lot of support online, which is is really great. Um, uh, on the opposite side, like Skyuma just said, we, we can celebrate Sid because Sid turns a hundred years old tomorrow, and uh, holy cow, um, that's definitely a positive thing. Yeah, you hear him on the radio; he's maybe not quite coherent these days, but to uh, to be in the business he's in for so long, holy cow, Viggs. Yeah, he's a he's an icon for sports journalism around here. He's an interesting guy to be in the trenches with sometimes especially now but <laughs> he's he's seen a lot and he's really invested the time in it too <laughs> Sid is older than go for hockey <laughs> well yeah we do celebrate the 100th season next year so uh Sid is older than go for hockey well it's just truth so it's kind of goofy mm-hmm. anything else on your mind Viggs obviously we're going to get it more into you know Maybe kind of wrapping up a little more of wrapping up the season on uh, on Wednesday. Definitely looking to the future. Um, I, I think on a positive note, the future is very bright for this team. So I think we'll have quite a bit to talk about on Wednesday. Yeah, I think there's bright times ahead for this program, and it'll be an interesting off season for them. They don't have a lot of moving pieces, and we'll be talking about that on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely will. So that's going to do it for this episode of the GPL podcast. Like we just said, this coming Wednesday. Will be the season finale of the podcast for the year where we'll take a look ahead at what will be the 100th season of Gopher Hockey. So be sure to tune in then when we start all that. So for those of you listening live, we'll just have a little bit of overtime. Uh, Viggs has got kids, he's got stuff to do. So, and I got some drinking. You know, for us of you, thanks for listening. 